In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. If I look at your calendar, like Sarah and I, my wife and I, we live off Google Calendar. Like every, like we have a, I have a personal one, we have a shared one, so she knows exactly where I'm at, I know where she's at, so forth and so on. If you look at my calendar, you'll see what's a priority to me. If you look at my calendar, you can see what's important to me. If I look at your calendar, I can determine what's important to you. Parents, maybe you want to fill up every evening, which is fine, with activities. What's important to you is the physical health of your child, so you, you sign up for soccer. What's important to you is tutoring because your, your academic career. You, you, if I look at your calendar, I can determine what's important to you. If I hear your thoughts, which is a scary thought, if I hear your prayers, I can, he, I can see what you worry about. If I hear your thoughts, and I hear your prayers, your personal prayers, your intimate, vulnerable prayers. If I hear them, then I can grasp what do you worry about. This should be an easy question. What do you worry about? Like, think for real for a second. What causes that anxiety? Maybe you lose some sleep, and you get up to go use the restroom, and you just, you, you, it, it still eats you. What do you worry about? The things that you are most devoted to will determine what you worry about. The things that you are most devoted to will show me what you worry about. For example, you might be worried about uh, an upcoming exam. You're devoted to that. I don't, worry about your, I don't worry about your kid's upcoming math exam. I don't worry about it. With all love and sense, I don't, I, don't, I don't worry about it. I can pray for you that God can use that for, for, the, for, the, for the holistic health of your child. But I don't worry about it. You worry about it because you're devoted to it. I'm not worried about your upcoming projects with, with work. I care. But you worry about it because you're devoted to it. What you are devoted to will show me what you worry about about. When worry consumes us, worry anxiety is part of the brokenness of this world. It will always consume us. But when it throws us off balance, where worry, anxiety, stress, when it throws us off balance, on, on, it throws us off balance from every other aspect of our life. When it, we're not centered with what concerns us. When worry really throws us off. When we allow worry to consume us, we act as orphans. When we allow worry to control us, and if we kind of really digest, if worry really consumes me, I have omitted myself from who I belong to. If I allow worry to consume me, then I have, I have put someone to the side. If I have let worry to throw me off, I have allowed anxiety to consume me, to paralyze me. I have removed myself from someone. I am acting as if I am an orphan. This is why the most touching, radical word in which Jesus made it clear to his disciples. Yeah, you going to call me Yahweh? I get it. You're, you're, you have a Jewish background? You can call me that. You want to call me you, 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 Rabbi? Get it. Master? Get it. Lord? Get it. But call God your Father. When we allow worry to paralyze us, to consume us, to debilitate us, we act as if we are orphans. 
Let's jump into what Jesus told us today in today's gospel. Jesus says to them, therefore I say to you, like anytime, anytime you hear, therefore I say to you, or surely I say to you, and, and, and right, like in, in the way we talk, it's like, listen up, please, give me your ears, just put your phone down, let me just get your attention here. That's, exa- that's the equivalent to when Jesus says, therefore I say to you, or surely I say to you. He says, hey, focus with me, just, just bear with me for one second, I promise you. This is what Jesus says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life what you will eat, or what you will drink. For us, we read that like, uh, duh, yeah, like I don't, I don't worry, I don't, I don't I, I, listen, I worry about a lot of other things, but what I'm gonna eat or drink, I don't worry about. But he's saying the elementary r- routine and rhythmic parts of life that consume you, don't let those throw you off. Don't let worry paralyze you over the, the rhythm things that will eventually come in your life. Don't worry about, about your life, about what you'll eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. And then he kind of throws this question to them. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Is it more to life than your retirement plan? Yes, plan. Maybe you should semi, not worry, but yes, be strategic, be intentional. But isn't life more than your 401k? Isn't your life more than your, your kid's exam? Isn't life more than that? And he just kind of asked this rhetorical question to them. Isn't life more? than these elementary things. Yes, should you pray about it? Absolutely. Should it consume your mentality? Yes, partially, and balance. Jesus continues. This sounds, this sounds kind of like um, so fluffy. If you kind of look at it from outside in, of Jesus we're like, don't worry. Look at the birds in the air. It sounds like, like if I were there listening to Jesus and he's like, look at the birds, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, it's easier for you to say. This sounds kind of like la-la land kind of thing. But if you kind of d- dive deeper into what Jesus is saying, Jesus continues. Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father needs, need, feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one inch to your height? <laughs> Which one of you can worry so much that you can add one inch added to your height? You saying you, you, like, maybe some of you don't need to hear anything else of the sermon, but you need to know one thing. You are loved by your heavenly Father more than the birds of the air. Some of you may only need to hear that. You are loved and cherished more than the birds of the air. And Jesus kind of, he's kind of being a little bit pushy with them, saying, come on, gentlemen, for real? You don't think you're loved more than the birds? Look, 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 how, I, I, look how my heavenly father manages, oversees all of creation and creates such a wide array of diversity and beauty in this world. And you think for one second that you are not loved and, 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 and looked over more than the birds of the air? What allows Jesus to kind of be a little bit pushy here? Why is Jesus kind of being like, hello, gentlemen, wake up. You don't think, you're, you don't think your, your father loves you more than the birds? Why, why is Jesus being a little bit pushy? St. John Chrysostom, a fourth century bishop, put it in this context. Why is Jesus being a little bit pushy with them and saying, come on, what are you worrying about? Are you seriously worrying about food? You're seriously worrying about your retirement plan? You're seriously worrying about that? Like, why is Jesus being a little bit pushy with them? Why? We have to take, the con- we have to take a step back. Okay, this is the, the record written by St. Matthew. 
a first eyewitness, as Jesus is saying this. Let's take a step back. Here we are in the middle of chapter 6. But if we take a step back and look at the context, what's the, what's the, what's the context of Jesus sharing this with his disciples? What, what's going on in the environment? What's the entire dialogue for us to understand why Jesus is kind of being so pushy with them? So if we take a step back, or I'm not going to show you, but I'll give you a highlight. Three things that Jesus said before he's pushy with them. He says, he tells them, guys, when you give... When you offer to God, when you're doing something of a service, don't let it be externally focused. Like, don't, he, he, he kind of gives them this analogy, like, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Not literally, but he's saying symbolically. Like, if you're going to give, like, don't, don't, like, don't, if you're fasting, don't let it just show on your face. Everyone say, hey, guys, look at me. Look, I'm eating a vegan burger. Like, don't make it, don't be externally driven. So Jesus is trying to prioritize the inner life. This is the first thing that he says in this conversation. The second thing that Jesus points out is, okay, when you pray, don't just make about, okay, I want this, and I want this, and God help me with this. But use the model template of this. Say, our Father who is in heaven, your name be holy, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus gives them this template model, prayer. And this is what Jesus makes it a really big deal, that you call God Father. Make this the central piece of your pursuit of God. Make this the central piece. I am God in skin, but when you come and talk to my Father, call him Father, call him Dad. So Jesus makes a big deal pointing this. The third thing that Jesus makes a big deal about, he, talk, he continues to talk about fasting. He's saying, okay, this is a spiritual exercise. This is a spiritual discipline. I promise you, you will see the fruit of it in a wide array of aspects of your life. But as you modify your diet, as you modify your rhythm, your routine to, 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 your, to your life, don't let it be just for to, 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 to show, hey, look at me. See, like, I, I didn't eat the egg white because this had egg white. Don't make it about that. So Jesus makes it a big deal to them. Don't focus and prioritize the inner life. So Jesus says all of that. Then he pushes to them. saying, are you for real? What are you worrying about? Are you worrying about just the, the, the regular routine aspects of life? It's throwing you off. Look, my father who controls it all, who has the entire universe and all its galaxies in the palm of his hand. You're sitting there focused and, and worried and you're off balance from my, the love of my heavenly father because of what now? To remind me again, what's throwing you off balance? Jesus tells him this. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Jesus kind of puts them at ease. Listen, I get it. I know you're stressed. I know you worry about this. Even before the words are uttered out of your mouth, he knows what's in your heart. He knows what you want. He wants you to come and talk to him. Yes, come verbalize. Come and sit with him. Yes, come and be in, in, in his lap in quiet time in the mornings. Yes, he wants to hear your voice. But you don't think your Heavenly Father knows what's aching you, what's stressing you? You don't think your Father knows that? And then Jesus says, okay, but seek first. Flip the order of what you were devoted to. Yes, you're devoted to X, Y, and Z in your life. I get it. You should be devoted to that. But I want you to flip the order. I want you now to prioritize the right things in order. You are designed not to sit there and worry about this and this and this and this, and that throws you off balance. And it consumes you, and you, see the, and you see the effect of it in your physical health. No, but seek first. Flip the order. Prioritize the eternity more than the temporal. Prioritize eternity more than the temporal. Don't forget, you are sojourners. And he points to, to a visual of seeing the birds. Look, they, they understand their life is in the palm of God. How much more you being the reflection and icon of God himself?
But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek eternity and what is righteous in his eyes. Seek his kingdom and seek divine ethics. Don't determine what is right in your own eyes or what culture says or what pop culture says or what your social media feed says. Seek the kingdom of God and what is right in his eyes, the absolute truth, the absolute divine ethic bar, the moral code. Seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added to you. Prioritize me. Prioritize eternity. Prioritize that the optics, the lens of how you view this world is being a tourist in this world. Prioritize that. Then these things will be added to you. Jesus makes it clear. He doesn't say, he, he doesn't say just, you know, skip into the, into the fields and just look at the birds. And, you know, all these things will just fall into your lap. He's not preaching a prosperity gospel. He's saying, seek, make sure you're ordered. Yes, should you be focused on the physical health of your child? Yes, should you be focused on your, your upcoming deadline for work? Yes, should you be, yes, should you focus on retirement? Yes, yes, be strategic, be intentional. You have been given an amazing logic to, to be able to comprehend and process many things. Use that in life. Be responsible. But make sure that the order is right. Make sure that the order is right. Let this morning be a time for us to ask ourselves, what does my calendar look like? What do I prioritize? Do I prioritize work? And then for me to veg on Netflix when I get home? I'm saying it's totally fine for us to have days like that. But is that, is that what's on my calendar? Is that a priority to me? What fills my, or is it my pushing myself to give of myself? Am I seeking his kingdom by pushing myself where I am uncomfortable? In service. I am uncomfortable. I don't want to meet this person. I don't want to answer that phone call. I don't want to respond to that email. Am I just looking what's convenient? Maybe I need to push myself to seek his kingdom, seek his righteousness. And then all these other things that worry me, that consume me, they will fall into place. One of my favorite player, prayers. Manage my life as deemed fit. Manage my life as deemed fit. We pray liturgically that just, Lord, you manage the, the, the fruits and what comes up. You perfectly manage that. Like with, with the, the water and the rain, you find that delicate balance. It's, it's, it's unreal. You find that balance. If that's the case for, for crops, which I know nothing about, how much more me? When I'm created to be beautifully designed and threaded by God himself in my mother's womb, to be the icon of him of God. If that's the reality of who I am, and if I have if my eyes are centered on that, then I can't be off balance or worry or, or, or be completely off balance by worrying about other aspects of life. If I have that centered, then everything else falls into place. Hear me out. I'm not saying you should don't worry about this and this. Or if you come and you tell your spouse or you tell a friend, I'm really stressed about this. We should never respond, be like, what? You shouldn't be worrying about that. We should never respond like that. Respond in sympathy. Hear the person out. But we should cheer each other on to, have make, to make sure that we have our order right in our life. What do we prioritize? I can tell you what you prioritize if you show me your calendar. I can show you what you prioritize if you show me what your morning schedule looks like. I can show you what you worry about if I hear your prayers. This is why the church doesn't say, okay, gather on Sunday mornings 
And for 90 minutes, just pray from your heart. Is there anything wrong with that? No. But we need balance. We need personal prayer, intimate, vulnerable prayer, where we come with what's on our hearts and throw that to God. Yes, there is, there is a time for that. That is essential for our spiritual edification. But there's also communal structure of prayer. Like the church is guiding us on how to pray. This is why Jesus gave them a model prayer. Because if it's just up to us, we're just going to allow our, our emotions and our personal prayer drift us away. And we're, all of a sudden, we're going to prioritize to pray for the things that we worry about. Lord, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about my job. I'm worried about I'm, I won't get married. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about what's going to happen with my health. I'm worried about this thing growing on my leg. Whatever the case might be. We just keep on going and going. And that ends up being our focal point in our prayer. This is what drives us in prayer. But Jesus made it very clear in this chapter. And he tells his followers, pray our Father who is in heaven. Your name be holy. We want your kingdom to come. You want your will to be done, not my will. I want your will to be done. On earth, just as it is done in heaven. Give me today my daily bread for me to focus on today. And then Jesus ends this segment, this sermon, to his followers. Flip the order of your life. Maybe for some of us, it is a flip. Maybe for some of us, it is a pause and to assess, what do I prioritize? What do I prioritize? And maybe I need to assess. Take a step back. Where does my time go? I need to assess my time management skills. Because this helps me determine what's a priority. Let this be our prayer today. I want to seek you, God. I want to seek of seeing your face. I want to seek of sitting in your lap. I want to seek your kingdom. I know I am here for a temporary purpose. And I have been equipped with an amazing personality and gifts and talents and purpose in this world. You have opened certain doors in my life. You have closed certain doors in my life for me, for me to be where I am right now. And I am loved more than the birds of, of the sky. And I am here for a purpose. And I want to seek your kingdom through my career, through my family, through my issues, through my struggles, through my worry. I want to seek your kingdom and your righteousness. Then I know the things that ache my heart, I know, God, that you will, you, you, all these things will be added to me. In due time, when, how, I don't know. I know it will. But I want my eyes, my heart, to be focused on you, who I call Father. Let us reassess what do we prioritize. If we, if we assess what we prioritize, then I can show you what will be the outcome. Let us focus on eternity. Let that be the optics of how we view our marriages, our friendships, our career, our finances. How does this reflect eternity? How am I using this to point to his kingdom? I need to seek that first. I need to be devoted to that first. I need to make sure that these orders, these aspects of my life are in the proper order. If not, I promise you, you will come to a dead end. You will come to be still thirsty for something more. There will still be a void, and you will try to fill that void with someone else or something else. Let this be the morning where we take that next step of devotion, of seeking Him, of abiding in Him, of partaking of Him, of fasting for Him, and me focusing on the eternal life. For me to seek Him as opposed to me and what I think is right and what I should be worrying about for God to answer this prayer. Let us flip the script, flip the order, in order for me to pursue Him. To him be all the glory forever and ever. Amen. Uh.